You are listening to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the key issues and emerging trends affecting the global health and nutrition industry, helping businesses make informed decisions and drive change. Hello and welcome to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm Charlotte Bastianza, joined by Jeff Hilton, partner and co-founder of Brandhive. Jeff, welcome. Thanks, Charlotte. Good to be here. We're talking today on the topic of understanding today's consumer and what brands are having to do to gain buy-in and maintain their loyalty. Um, I think the health and nutrition market itself is seeing quite a lot of change and innovation. So naturally, consumers are changing direction in terms of the decision-making. Jeff, what do you make of the modern-day consumer? What are some of the key changes that, you, that you've seen that you think will drive businesses to adapt new marketing strategies? Well, I think that the, there's a lot of, uh, of change in the marketplace centering around what I like to call convergence, um, you know, bringing together of, you know, seemingly disparate things, uh, certainly category convergence, you know, between supplements, food, health and beauty, uh, lots of breaking down of category lines, uh, channel convergence. I mean, you don't have to look further than Amazon and, uh, and Whole Foods to see that and numerous other examples. So the channels are breaking down, uh, the lines between the channels. Um, technology convergence, you know, consumers are equipped to assess their uh, heart rate and steps they took today and even detect your blood sugar with uh, an app. So there's a lot of blurring of lines, and I think it's cost the consumer to be uh, excited about the access they now have to themselves and uh, nutrition, but very confused about how to bring it all together. Absolutely, and I think actually a key market um, in relation to what you're talking about is personalized nutrition. I think there's a lot of, you know, the market is sort of flooded with options and businesses are, are quite under pressure to tap into their consumer sweet spot. So how are businesses having to look at new avenues of communication to reach um, their consumer? Because as you say, there's a, lot on, there's a lot of options on the market. How do they differentiate and stand out? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're definitely seeing a lot of uh, attempts to figure out the best path toward uh, uh, personalized nutrition. There's definitely a consumer demand. Consumers are definitely driving the need, but they don't know exactly what they want. So we have a lot of companies, both on the food and supplement side, uh, trying to find something that sticks and works. And so I, you know, you're seeing a lot of evolution. Uh, the food kits, for example, the meal kits, you know, started out trying to appeal directly to the consumer and ship to your house, which is great. Now they're also moving into grocery stores so that you, they could be picked up there as well. You know, we see the supplement folks have evolved from, hey, we'll put all your daily supplements in a little uh, pill pack for you and you can take them every day to the uh, assessment of, uh, of, you know, genetic material and supplements based on that and also even your microbiome and, uh, and gut microflora. And so... We, I think there'll be a shaking out of all of this over the next 10 years, but I think right now it's a flurry of uh, activity, trial and error. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of actual marketing strategies to get these really good products in front of the consumers, you know, what are, what are their shopping habits now? 
um, you know, I, I, I think that consumers are sort of choosing to shop horizontally, horizontally rather than vertically, and they'll take a number of, um, you know, factors into consideration. How do you, you know, is, how do you think they're shopping? Is digital communication the best strategy going forward, or what other marketing strategies are seeming to work? Yeah, it's it's astonishing to note how much consumer buying behavior has evolved in the last decade, even the last five years. I definitely think we're, we're consumers today are much more fluid between channels, and I think that's the key. Is is you know we call it the omni-channel, whatever you want to call it. But the point is the consumers go from one channel to another in a very fluid manner, and not even are not even fully conscious that they're moving from one channel to another in terms of a place to purchase. So you have consumers, you know, the new point of purchase is the consumer. You know, it's not the channel, if you will. So we're kind of moving from this channel-centric model where we all used to say, okay, we're going to go to these channels. We're going to do brick and mortar here. We're going to do online here. And now we're moving toward a more consumer-centric model where we, we target consumers by content and then they curate where they're going to buy depending on their whim and convenience. So it's more about targeting through that content. And then the consumer curates the point of purchase and they decide where they're gonna get it. So the, the, the upside of that is that the consumer has more access. The downside of it is that brands have to be everywhere the consumer is. That's not easy. No, of course not. So I, I suppose they're really having to expand on their presence to be in as many places as possible. In terms of content marketing, do you think this is something where businesses have the opportunity to expand a bit more? Are they making as full use of this strategy as possible, or do you still think there's some area for development there? Oh, I think we're just getting started. I think there are some brands that are leading the charge, but for the most part, we're just beginning. I mean, content marketing is totally uh, where we're headed. And I think that smart brands are getting on that and realizing they have to create an ecosystem around their brand. And that that ecosystem has to encompass multiple channels of, of points of distribution. And uh, it's, it's exciting, but it's also very overwhelming for brands. And um, on the topic of content marketing, I suppose, um, storytelling, I guess, would fall into that category, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and I would I would say that storytelling sort of um, helps a consumer buy into an element of credibility and and possibly long term loyalty. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I think today's consumer and part of it is the view behind the curtain that we get uh, through uh, digital and online access. You know, the consumer wants to know. You know, it used to be that we as marketers decided, okay, we're going to tell this part of the story. We're going to start it here and end it here. But today, the consumer wants to know um, what's the upfront story? How, how, why, why did you do this? What's your motivation for creating this brand? And they want to know what happens at the end. What about this packaging? Where does it go? Uh, you know, is it uh, is it recyclable? Uh, is it biodegradable? What's what's happening? And so, the consumer is forcing the marketer and the brand to open up the story and talk about the very beginning and the very end, not just the meaty middle part that the brands want to talk about. Absolutely. And I think it's actually a, an amazing trend because it's really driving an element of accountability. And I think certainly one of the, the rising, well, I mean, it's a trend that's in, that is centered to everybody's business at the moment is that of sustainability and transparency. 
Um, and I think consumers are really, really becoming very cautious of that when they when they come when it comes to choosing which business they choose to buy from. What are you seeing um, in this area, Jeff, in terms of sustainability and transparency demands? Well, I, I think it's it's all you know. People, we've got this term "clean label" that we tend to use. I don't think means anything to a consumer for the most part, but we, I, I think you have, a, to me, you have kind of a consumer 1.0 and a consumer 2.0 and a consumer 1.0, which is kind of where we started is consumers saying, yeah, I want, I want less of this. I want less artificial sweeteners, less artificial ingredients, less excipients. I want none of these artificial things. That was kind of point one. And now consumer, I think 2.0, is talking about sourcing and transparency and where, where do you harvest these uh, botanicals and how are people paid there? Are they paid fairly? And even terms like regenerative agriculture, which, you know, five years ago, we hardly knew who that was or what that was. And today it's it's the center for some of the new brands coming on the market that they're, they do regenerative agriculture as a way to enrich the soil and not deplete the soils of the earth. And, it's 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 fascinating how far we've come in that conversation with consumers who now know these things. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're more empowered than ever before. So it's becoming so important for businesses to get the right message in front of them. Definitely. I have one other thing, and that is that you know the thing about sustainability and traceability and that story is that you know I think a lot of brands think, well, what can we come up with, or how can we. And I think it's important to remember that those kinds of that that transparency or that authenticity, it's got to be genetic to the brand. You know, not all brands are in a position to tell that story, and you can be successful without telling it. But brands try and you know put on the cloak of sustainability, transparency, authenticity, and it's not a coat you wear. It's not something you buy and put on. It, it's something that you've got to be. The brands have to be genetically that's what the, who they are and so it shows and and consumers can find that out and they sense it if you're just acting or if you're for real so the the good the the, the the upside is that i think there's opportunities for brands to demonstrate their authenticity downside is that if you're not really authentic you'll be found out yeah absolutely and i think um whether or not that information that, that consumers even come across that information or absorb it is one thing but i think the fact that it's purely put up out there and made available to them, they they value that a lot. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know, consumers fall on a spectrum. Not all care about it. Some care moderately. Some say they care but don't pay much attention. And you have the ones who really do buy based on their values. And uh, that consumer segment is becoming bigger and bigger over time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jeff, so as a wrap-up, what are some key takeaways for businesses to consider when it comes to gaining consumer buy-in in a very competitive market? What would be your sort of top tips for businesses looking to readjust their marketing strategies and drive the success of their businesses? Well, I definitely think that brands need to market to the omni-channel, however you want to define that or you want to say it, but the point is having more of a presence and targeting more through content marketing is, is to me, job one. I think another important thing we call digital first, which is, you know, today you've got, you really need to start with the digital part of the communication. Whereas, you know, a decade ago, we would start with a, some printed material or 
some other resource. Today, it's got to be a digital strategy, and then that strategy translates to other applications, you know, print, et cetera. But um, getting that digital first mindset is really, really critical. And then the a third thing I would say right off the bat is the website, the value of your website, uh, not just as a, a play point of sale, but as an education uh, platform and as an engagement platform. You know, consumers come to sites to to and they need engagement almost immediately. How do you involve them? How do you get them linked into the brand? How do you give them something to do when they get to the homepage? And, and to me, there's too many sites that are just sort of, you know, uh, picture shows and selling materials, but not really engaging emotionally. with. Fantastic. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you so much for chatting to us today on the, the direction of the consumer and the market. I'm really looking forward to your session at VitaFoods Europe. Really looking forward to hearing you speak further on this topic. Where can our listeners find you in the meantime online? Yeah, they can uh, brandhype.com. We've got uh, lots of materials there, uh, PowerPoints uh, for, uh, for on different topics, as well as examples of work. And, uh, you know, I'm at uh, Jeff Hilton at brandhype.com if anyone wants to email. And happy to help out. And I'm looking forward to the show. I'm very excited about our presentation, and I'll be there on the show and hope to meet some new, uh, new people. Fantastic, Jeff. Really looking forward to it. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thanks, Charlotte. I appreciate it.